What would happen if a well-known Chicago news anchor quit his job to drive a car for Lyft? What if he captured the real stories of the real passengers who ended up in the back seat? And what would happen if he aired those stories in a weekly podcast? I'm Anthony Ponce, and I did that. So download Backseat Rider at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or subscribe at iTunes. Okay. Did you find them? So now you're, now you, now what? Are you good now? Um, I'm looking at all the different things that he now has on his So profile. are you good? Do you think he's a spy, Sarah? Or are you totally fine now thinking he's just a normal weirdo? <laughs> okay. Um, I think, okay, well, I think he's so far normal weirdo. So far normal weirdo. Newly uncovered photo shows young Bernie Sanders getting arrested. Okay, well, that seems normal. All right. What's the best thing so about So now you can sleep jokes? tonight, all right? You're not going to sit there and you're not going to hate me for the rest of your life. You're not going to keep on pointing fingers at me. I you. I would never hate you ever. Okay. I just was, I loved yesterday, highly irritated. Oh, I could tell because highly. you ignored my texts and phone I calls. I was... Um, I was like, I do not want to speak to you right now. I was trying to get my week planned out, and I was like, well, guys, sorry. I can't tell you what days I can't work because Sarah's ignoring me. This is the last post. I will teach you how to learn a foreign language for $5. You're going to do your research on that one? What? I'll, like, honestly hear the thing. Why not? I've gotten less for 5 bucks on Fiverr. Oh, and then right below that, I'll write your ads for $5. He probably has a bunch of stuff on Fiverr, Sarah. Okay, fine. Start the show because I'm. Uh, I'm no, I want you to remove your aluminum foil hat first. <laughs> no, remove your aluminum foil people, hat, and then I will someday, start the show. Someday, when we have a nice buffer from this situation, I will tell this full story. And yeah. let me tell you, we'll do a poll on Twitter, and people will agree with me. People are, yeah, they're gonna say, yes, yeah, Sarah, you are batshit crazy. Oh, <laughs> look at this! I haven't started the show. Can I? All right, start the show. Start, start this. the show. We are your hosts, Sarah Frazier and Sammy Kay, and we have so much to talk about and so much we can't talk about because I don't even know yet. I'm just going to go run a disclaimer. Hit the disclaimer. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frazier podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh, <laughs> Anyhow, um, we are live at the DC Improv, and we just had this little incident yesterday that still has me freaking out. But I'll disclose it at another time. I'm feeling much better after I've done some research of my own. I feel like I feel much better. You know what? And here's the thing. I think I finally, over the last, you know, 45 seconds while the intro was playing, I think I actually came to the realization of why I'm taking it so much differently than you. Why? Okay. And it's because I have shit like that. I have crazy stuff like this go down all the time in my life that really, it doesn't phase me anymore. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty trusting about the craziness of it Okay, you don't ever meet somebody. You don't ever meet somebody and then like, um, just like instantly kind of like the hairs like tickle on the back of your neck. You're like, this person is a little off. Daily. this is odd. Daily, Sarah. I live in downtown. I'm totally immune to it. Okay, maybe it's because I don't go out past eight. So when I encounter somebody who sets off my radar let me tell you, I react like I did yesterday. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, in the last week, there was a random guy that I didn't even know that just came up and started just rubbing my belly and, like, massaging me for what? no reason. And we kept on telling him to stop, but he kept on coming over. And finally, security had to separate him. Another guy randomly tried to punch me in the face because he because I refused to take a drink that he'd been drinking. <laughs> like, this is another day. Like, this is the kind of shit I deal with on a weekly basis, Sarah. And so I just walk away. And, like, literally, when that happened, huge, like, whatever, screaming, yelling, people pushing, da, da, da. What's it ended up? I just sat back down and finished my drink. Like, I, it doesn't phase me anymore, Sarah. I don't know. But you know what? It might be because it came from my mom. You know, my mom thinks everybody's a kidnapper, a rapist. Like, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Maybe I get it from her. Anyway, long story short, we'll, we'll tell this story some other day because it's very, it's very fresh. And, you know, there's a lot going on behind the scenes here. But... Let me just say this. We, we had this incident, this filming incident yesterday that involved somebody that some red flags went up really quickly on the shoot. And I began, I proceeded to flip out. You did. But, <laughs> on Sammy. <laughs> but I think that when the story actually comes out in the long run, people are going to be like, 
All right, Sarah. That that was a little crazy. Okay, I can't wait. I'm gonna give it a couple weeks just to see what happens, and then we'll discuss. Because in the meantime, we have a million things to go over on this show. Okay, uh, our Trump election night party has officially been shut down by Trump. We, Mother scratcher. Yep. We'll tell you what happened yesterday and the new update on that. Also, um, I want to know what your thoughts are on this. So, as you know, we we are going for the dream, and I turned down. I recently turned down that job, that full time mm-hmm. job to. For us, to focus on us, this little married unit that we are. Although I, I, I was ready to divorce you yesterday. But I, I did not turn down I did not turn down any jobs, <laughs> but I did tweet yesterday, it's Hey Frage and I versus the world, just because I knew you were pretty pissed at me at that point. <laughs> for nothing that I could control, and I was just like, nothing I can do. I thought, I'm going to go home and give myself a moment, I vented to Dan. Dan said, I, I, love, I think you should vent to me, and now I bet And to I bet you, you Dan looked at you and said... God damn, Sarah, you are no way. There's no, he no way. He never says that to me, ever. Well, that's what he was thinking. I well, guarantee you next time I see Dan, he'll come to me and whisper in my ear. He's like, dude, so sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, here's what I want to know. Clearly, you know all about my relationship. And you know about my financial situation, which yeah. as we chase the dream, you know, money is very, very tight. Mm-hmm, so I know. I want to know, can I renegotiate my rent with Dan? And how should I go about it? Ooh. Now that is some fucked up shit, but I love where you're going. All right. Why? Is it? Okay, we'll get, I want all your advice. We'll get into that. And then we have to have a serious conversation. I'm going to be curious to see where you go with this. But there's a YouTube star. Uh, her name is Eugenia Coney. Mm-hmm. She's 21 years old, and she is allegedly anorexic. Okay? She allegedly. Is, I know. She looks, it's painful to watch her. There is a change.org petition happening where people want her shut down. They want her YouTube page completely gone. But her fans and her pe- people that are supporting her go, if this was somebody morbidly obese, you would never try and shut them down. No. So I want to I, I talk about that. You don't, I, don't tell me your thoughts yet because we have a million stories to get to. But I want to know how you feel about this because I think I'm going to sign the petition. Okay. Anyhow, uh, how was your weekend? I was up in New York. I'll tell you all about mine, but how was yours? Oh, my weekend was fantastic. What did you do? What, what trouble did you get into? I'm trying to think. This weekend, there was no fights. I was supposed to go on a hot air balloon ride today, but unfortunately, I ate a sandwich at Starbucks yesterday, and, well, that fucked up my entire day. <laughs> I don't think it was that, though, because, you know, when you get food poisoning or, because I read about this recently, because yeah. I've had a couple of horrible bouts as well, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's usually something you ate 24 hours prior. I didn't really this, but food poisoning takes a lot longer to set in. 24 to 48 hours. No way. Yes. Google it. Honest to God, I swear on my life. Because I thought the same thing. I blamed this really uh, you know, grungy diner in Front Royal for my severe. Oh. Come to find out, it was high class fig and olive. Wow. But wow. I eaten that 24 hours prior. Mm-hmm. So just think about it. What did you eat 24 hours ago? Well, damn. It would have been like dumplings. Oh. See? I had dumplings, chicken dumplings. Maybe they were still kind of raw. Oh. Oh God. All right. Well, anyway, so I missed the I missed the hot air balloon ride. That sucked. Oh, that was a bummer because I know you were looking forward to that. Yeah, but like Halloween is cool. I got to go see. I, don't, I mean, you don't know this, but for all my nerds out there, there's a movie like a cult movie called UHF. Okay. okay. Yeah, I never heard of this. Weird Al. Like it was Weird Al's movie from like 1989. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, anyways, Weird Al had this huge budget, like major release movie, and on Sunday I actually got to go to the Lincoln Theater. And watch UHF with Weird Al. Really? I did see this picture of yours on Instagram. Yeah, so it's Weird Al, and he's just sitting on stage watching UHF with, like, some of the other cast members. They had, like, Tig Notaro. Oh, Notaro, right? she was here? She was there at the thing. Oh, so I she was one her. actually, like, you know, emceeing, like, hosting the event. They had Emo Phillips or something like that, who I guess was in the movie. Okay. Um, I don't really know. And they had some other guy that was in the movie. Okay. But plus, Weird Al. That's a big thing. Weird Al. And they were just talking about the movie as the movie played. It was really bizarre. Really? So you watch the movie, but they'd be talking over the movie. Then every once in a while, they'd be quiet, and you'd watch like a really funny scene, and they'd talk about that. And it was it. I mean, I got to watch a Weird Al music video with Weird Al. That's oh, easily so that's a highlight. Oh, that's basically what the movie is about. It's like an extended... No, they have... Yeah. It's just like extended just bits and clips and stuff, but they have one music video in there. Oh, no kidding. Was that like the it's one about eat how, it? No, it that's was like my favorite the one. Beverly Hillbilly song he does <laughs> to the Dire Straits song. <laughs> 
Just eat it. Need it. No, did I ever tell you my story that I want to do? Like, I mean, God. No, tell me. Heavens this- forbid if I ever have children, but like one day my goal is if I do have kids, okay. I have the longest prank planned. Like the longest joke ever planned. And the goal is when they're babies and when they're like growing up, I'm only going to play the Weird Al versions of certain songs. So like they'll never hear the Michael Jackson version right. of Beat It. They're never going to hear Coolio's Gangster's Paradise, but they're going to hear Amish Paradise and Eat It, right, growing up. And then one day, they'll be like 9, 10, maybe 12, 13 at like their first party. And they're going to hear the real version of the song, and their minds are going to be fucking blown. <laughs> and in front of everyone at this party, right, they're going to be like, oh, my God, is this a cover of a Weird Al song? <laughs> and they're going to say that with confidence. And then when they come back crying to me, they go, That's Dad, you so- asshole. Okay, would you know that all these Weird Al songs you've been playing me, those are just covers of other songs? And I was like, got it. Oh, my God. That was worth it. That will actually be very that funny. Was I can't wait to see that was worth the 13 years that it took for me to laugh at this joke. But well, that that's was worth very it. cool. So you had a good weekend. Oh, it was pretty rad, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I always hate when you ask me this question on Tuesday. Why? Because it's already so far away. On my weekend, I go... It's a blur. I go, I what did I do? Like, I need to start taking notes and saying, Friday. That's what I do. Like, we're thinking, Friday, I know I did something, but I honestly can't tell you what I did. I don't know either because I was in New York. Oh, it was Teddy Beats' birthday. Oh, our man, the Beats. Yeah, the guy that does the intro, y'all. Teddy Beats. What'd you guys do for his soiree? We ate, drank, had awesome burgers. There's this one place in town that only serves burgers the last hour they're open. And they are, in my opinion, the best burgers you can get in the D.C. area. Bar Pilar? Bar Pilar, yeah. They have like other really nice fancy food, too, but... I go in for the burger just that last hour they're open. A burger and a Miller High Life. What is usually the last hour that they're open? Is it like 1 to 2 a.m.? No, it's like like 9 to 10 on like Sunday, I think. Or like 10 to 11 usually is when I go in. 10 to 11 and then you can get the burger. Yeah, the last hour they serve food. Not the last hour they're open as a bar, but the last hour that they serve food. Well, I was up in New York over the weekend to Mm. visit some of my dear friends that I had not seen in forever. And one friend that got engaged. And this is what, like, I just want to share this story because it's such a positive story. Like, I love when people... Do you have friends that, like, you just thought, oh, my God, they dated people forever, or it was just so hard for them to find love, and then finally they find this person in the world that's, like, so meant for them? Yeah, you. (laughs) What are you doing? What the fuck? I'm in jail. Where are they back? Help me. Was so, so anyways, as you were saying, this guy is finally in this great place. Clearly, oh. you could tell in that, in that, in that <laughs> voicemail you guys left me, he was in a great place. I have an incredible friend. And, oh, my God, he has been through both of his parents having major, major health scares. He's, like, lived in Park Slopes with a couple other roommates for years. Like, went out with all these bad people. Like, a woman that, like, abused it. Like, everything. Had a horrible job. And it's, like, all come together for him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? He celebrated his 40th. He's now engaged. He's got the most beautiful, like, fiancé. He's like, getting a new job. I just, I feel like it's the best story of keep going because life just rewards you so much when you have a great attitude. He's, like, the most positive person. But, Sarah, everyone that's listening right now wants to know the real, like, the real answer to the real question. Which is what? Did you guys find weed? <laughs> no, we didn't. You guys you never know, found I weed? I never smoked weed, and I don't know why when I drink, all of a sudden I act like I'm going to do drugs. And we all know this is crap. And I like that you're paranoid over other people keeping track of like you know stuff in our lives but i have this sarah Uh, i sent you another one oh you sent me you sent me another one too yeah i'll have to play it later sorry my phone's gonna go through stuff but yeah oh my god okay well whatever please everybody on this show knows it's a joke that's why i sent it okay Anyhow, I was in New York for the weekend. It was amazing. Let me just tell you, it was so good. I was so on. A gay man gave me his $116 Metro card, and I won't even tell you why. He just gave it to me. Bullshit. What'd you do? (laughs) Nothing. I just was being mean. Oh, my God. Did he think that you were... Well, in drag. here's the thing. I also want to ask you this because I feel like you really set me up with the Halloween costume. If you didn't listen to our Halloween show last Thursday, 
we surprised each other and dressed each other up with this little pop-up Halloween show. And I made you a man taking a shower. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we always joke that you don't shower, which you're, you're very clean. No, but, not really, but sure. <laughs> okay. And then you always give me a hard time. Like, I have some mustache, which I don't. But everybody thinks I do now because of you. And I embrace it. And you made me Magnum P.I. Tom Selleck from the 80s. But I didn't realize this. Straight men, and gay men for that matter. Love Magnum P.I., dude. No, they really are bothered by, like, a woman dressed as a man. And I can't figure out. People were very upset in New York about my costume. They were like, oh, my God, the mustache is too much. You just look too manly. So I realized, do I have just very masculine features? Wait, that's hysterical. And this gay guy actually at one point got so drunk, he ripped off my Magnum P.I. shirt. He was so upset about it. He's like, you've got to stop. He's like, you're a cute girl, but this is awful. And then he ripped off my shirt. Wait, there's no way. Because in I'm my dead. opinion, Serious, I thought men that... Men were very bothered by it. And all I could think of was, you know, I, you know I've what got it was? this kind of, these, these like, um, I would say a strong cheekbone or something. So okay. maybe it's the, it's the feature, I don't know. Well, what I was going to say, if anything, I think that most men, like, put Tom Selleck up there, you know, as, like, the manliest man of all time. Like, Magnum P.I., like, that's the definition of a man to them. Okay. Okay? And then all of a sudden to see you walking around, like, you know, man. Man, like in this girly thing. Maybe they were just offended that you like took their hero and you were kind of making fun of it. Maybe that was it because so many straight men were really bothered by it. And then this same guy ended up uh, taking water and like putting his fingers in it and trying to rub off my mustache. <laughs> they did not like really. So by the time we got over to Brooklyn and we went to this barcade, which was the first time, people were awesome. shocked I was playing video games. Look, let me tell you, I wasn't. Everybody I was with wanted to play these video games. Dude, barcade is so much fun. I played like Pac-Man for a little bit, and then I no. just sat at the bar and watched these right. two women make out. I was like, all right, well, this sounds fun. You didn't join in? Be like, the guys have got a mustache, <laughs> but it's not real. No. They didn't look like they were in any other world but their own. Okay. So I sat there, and then my friends played you know, Ninja Turtles and all that stuff all night. Which is awesome. It was so, a great weekend. Well, I'm just sad that people in New York, who knew New Yorkers hated on Tom Selleck so much? I had no idea. It's something about me, I think, dressing as a man that people are very disturbed by. But I thought, you know, wow. That's messed now up. Now I know what it's like to get a reaction out of someone when you don't dress like the crowd. I think people want women to dress like a sexy kitten. Like, I think they want you to, like, play into that. And then mm. when you don't, they're very disturbed by it. I was actually thinking this year of going as a sexy Abraham Lincoln. That would have been great. So, like, you know, to, like, have the beard and, like, do that, have the top hat, but then only have my shirt go halfway down so my (laughs) belly's exposed and, like, have really short booty shorts. Did you dress up, by the way, for Halloween other than the tub? I did my evil twin uh, costume. Oh, okay, Where I just dressed exactly like I was yesterday, but then, like, I did some dick stuff to some of my friends. That is terrible. That was it. Um, Well, there were were two other things I wanted to to ask you about. Um... You know, I know you you do some social media, but I did have to go to this restaurant where they serve fish ice cream. It's not really fish ice cream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I solely did it just for the Instagram shot. And I wanted to know if that is like a new low for me or if other people have actually gone somewhere specifically people, just for the for the Instagram shot, like the Instagram trend. That's all they do. People do that for most. I feel like most time, I would say, not most people, but I would say there's a huge percentage, like 30% of people out there that go out and go out to eat exclusively just to take photos of it. Oh, so you think they're so not like, into the food Yeah, and to them, they don't really care about the They're going to be like, oh, it was amazing, but really they just care how it looks. They want it to look amazing. See? Does that look like a good... I saw that. I saw that. I actually know what you're talking about. I've, I've, uh, I've My friends have talked about it before. How do you say it? Tayaki? Tayaki. Tayaki in NYC serves frozen custard in this waffle cone. That's just shaped like a fish. Right. And the and the custard goes in its mouth. So I've seen this Instagram numerous times. So on Friday, I got together with Brendan, our old intern, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, let's go down to Chinatown. I want to take a photo of this. So we took it. And um, yeah, of course, it's like everybody's freaking out about it. And it was very cool. But, you know, the ice cream wasn't that great. I'll tell you this. The most disappointing thing and why disappointing. I don't mess with social media as much is because I sit there and I'll post like really cool important stuff that I find to be like really awesome you know and it'll get like 13 likes okay and then I post a fucking picture of a bagel and it's like 450 likes and I was like people don't care about real they don't they don't want any substance here they just want to see food pictures they just want to see food pictures they do and so now that's literally like it's either like a random picture of me doing something douchey with my friends that's just for me and my friends to laugh at 
a picture of my dog or a picture of food because people don't care about anything else. I know. I admire you because you really do. You're like, I'm not doing it for the likes. But I do feel like Instagram, and you know, our friend Mel always said that really people just want to see pretty things on Instagram. They don't really want to see your random picture of like a cookie. Like, no. it's got to be staged. Like, people like to see that. You Which know? is ridiculous because that's not what it is. I know. Well, anyway, there you have it. Uh, a couple of pop culture stories we want to talk about. So, uh, game six of the World Series is tonight. I know we don't usually talk sports much on this show, but do you think that sports are rigged? Um, no. So you don't think that maybe um, commissioners of the NFL or the NBA or the MLB end up stretching these games out to Game 7 for, like, money purposes and for ratings on TV? You, you don't think any of that happens? Um, no. Really? Because I here's the okay. thing. is to have it happen, you have to somehow, like, have the players. You know what I mean? And you can't sit there and then all of a sudden bench. I think all you have to do like, is have the officials. But the officials, they can't do much. Like in a game like baseball, what can they really do? The ump? Well, what you're What can right, they really do? Right. In a game like basketball, like if the ball goes in, it can't do much about it. You know what I mean? Well, there's some speculation that because the last two World Series games, by the way, Cleveland is playing yeah. the Cubs, right, has had higher ratings than even the NFL, okay? So they've beat the Monday Night Football ratings, all this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's watching because it's two legendary baseball teams. So there's now kind of this speculation that there is a little bit of a um, – maybe, you know, gamed system, if you will, that they're going to drag this out to Game 7 because so many people are interested and it's been getting such huge ratings. I mean, sure. Now, again, it, there's no proof of this. It's just what people think. I mean, but yeah, but how are you going to... Here's my thing is you have these huge organizations. You have players, okay? If they've been doing this and if they do it, people would know. Like, sooner or later, don't you think someone would leave, have retired, been really bitter because they're the ones that got chosen to lose, you know? And they would not have said... Like, someone would have said something. So I don't believe it. Like, I'm sorry. You don't think that they pay off, like, the umps or the refs? Like, you know, the NBA finals, there was some discussion of this, too, because same thing. Cleveland was in the finals. They they take it to game seven. So you don't believe any of that, that that the money that they pay, like, maybe these refs and coaches. But still, even then, like, how can they really affect the game that much? Here, I would like to talk to someone who's actually professional, who actually understands this more, but I do not understand how a coach being paid off or how a ref being paid off can affect, can affect a, game a game that involves, you know, 12 other fucking players in basketball. God knows how many more in football, you know, a bunch more in, like... There's so many other, like, variables. All right. Email us if you're more of an expert on this, because clearly we don't. When we talk sports, it's sort of like, like trying to learn a foreign language. But and I've heard stories of, like, what, there was a college in the college kids, like, in, like, the 70s or 80s that got, like, intertwined in the mob, and they were actually throwing games. So, yeah, I could see how one person, but still that one person just can't sit there and miss shots. Like, are you telling me that someone sat there and was like, yo, Steph Curry, here is, you know... A hundred million dollars. I need you to fuck up and not play that well in game five, six, and seven. I don't know. I like, mean, I could I see that think... happening more. That That's more likely to happen, like a lone wolf kind of thing, than, you know, I think oh. it being an organizational, like, the man is, like, you know, suppressing the game. No. Interesting. Um, you can email us. We both have email addies now. Sarah with an H, S-A-R-A-H, at com or Sammy K at HeyFrage.com, S-A-M-Y-K. Uh, they also say World Series, as I mentioned, you know, tonight is game six, and, of course, um, Cleveland has to win. Cubs have to win to stay in it, or if Cleveland wins tonight, they take the whole thing, and a standing ticket will cost you anywhere from 600 to to $1,000, which, obviously, we're not around there. I wouldn't even want to pay that. I mean, I enjoy baseball, but... I would not. I, it doesn't really make a big Here's difference Here's what I would do. I would find the bar right across the street, <laughs> go hang out there. Like, here right. in D.C., we have, like, that thing, what they call the bullpen. Yeah. And it's, like, that huge outdoor, like, drinking area. That's the best place. I remember when we were in the playoffs last time. That's where I would just go watch the games. I wouldn't buy tickets. My you friends would waste that. all the money. You just go sit in there. Dollar hot dogs, $5 beers, chill. Yeah. Go to watch the game. Um, are you going to be tuning into this? But uh, supposedly Bill Clinton's love child is going to be speaking today in Washington, D.C. Danny Williams is his name. He's holding a press conference here at the National Press Club in Washington. Um, no. He's going to make an announcement to his supporters, which he characterizes as, quote, another bombshell that will rock Hillary's campaign. He's claimed since 1990s to be the black illegitimate son of former President Bill Clinton. 
Okay. Sources close to Williams uh, who are planning the news event refused to divulge details of the announcement. Did you even know that Bill Clinton allegedly had a love child? No, I did not, actually. Um, I mean, I think I'd heard rumors, either. but I feel like when I hear rumors like that about everybody, I just don't believe in any of them. I'm just amazed that this, I guess, hasn't been a bigger story. Maybe it hasn't. I never paid attention, but I didn't realize this guy was such a... Like, he's got enough attention to then get a whole press conference about it. Um, well, Sarah, I don't know when was the last time you were at the National Press Club, but... Anyone can have a press conference uh, there? We could have a press conference there at this point, really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> we should... We I should love, have our own. Like, I love it to death, and I have, you know, it's a classic, you know, it's a historical, like, establishment, and I appreciate going there, and I really liked it, you know, going there, but... Anyone now can it's, have one? Yeah, I mean, if you're using, you know, the illegitimate son of... No. Um... Anyway, uh, he says that he's going to have it. What, what are you thinking? You know, let's talk about our Trump party because I want to talk about that next. But before we do, has your voting changed? You know, now there's all these reports out with Hillary Clinton's latest leaks from Anthony Weiner that, you know, it's closer than ever with Trump. Do you buy that or do you think she's still going to win? Um, I think she's still going to win. Okay. Well, I just wondered if you had I'm any banking on, on it. That. As an Arab Muslim, I'm banking on it. Do you think in general people are just tired of it? Like they're just over this yeah, election? This Is point, everyone they're beat? just trying to sling so much shit. It's like, guys, guys, guys. Even if you, like, I don't know. It's only four years, man. She's not going to ruin the United States in four years. And then you can get rid of her four years from now. Trust me, the Democrats so are going to try to get rid of her too. Yeah, so why? And like, I don't know. No, I just wonder. I'm kind of over it, too. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, my God. It's fascinating that it keeps going back and forth. I'm just so annoyed with all the people and all their opinions and how it keeps on getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Yeah. And I was like, guys, this is this is embarrassing. Well, uh, by the way, speaking of embarrassing, <laughs> speaking of embarrassing, yesterday, Sammy and I went down to uh, Trump Hotel and our awesome intern, Austin, filmed the entire thing. But if you've been following our story, we are hosting a crazy election night party and we put up a GoFundMe that now has $1,500 and uh, the whole thing was we are going to rent the presidential suite at Trump Hotel which is like 6,000 square feet uh, it's got a dining room table that seats 20, it's own private gym, two bedrooms be massive, massive, right? So we were going to bring a wall, immigrants, petting zoo, uh, you know, a porn star, whole works. So we've been calling for months to try and get in. And, I, and I've gotten a hold of somebody, and I'll tell them, you know, we want to reserve this suite. And they'll say, oh, you got to speak to a special executive. They're not in yet. Mm-hmm. Leave a message, right? And I never get a phone call back. Never. They keep pushing me around. Mm-hmm. So we went down there yesterday, and I just decided I was going to go in with our $1,500 and go, hey, we want to reserve this suite. There's no way this place can be booked. No one's going there. No one. I mean, the place was a ghost town. Ghost town. There's protesters outside. Even the protesters. There's like three protesters, which oddly enough, the three protesters were about as many people that were inside the Trump (laughs) Hotel also. So we go in and they said no. That they would not rent to us. That the suites apparently were all booked for election night. Uh, That the um, They said every room was booked. Yeah. That they claim that every room is booked. And I was like, that's bullshit. Because I went to the website later on the that night. What? And guess what? There was rooms available. So they were just lying to us to get us out there. Which a lot of people have asked that. Can we just book a room? Yes. We can just book a regular room, which is going for about $700, $800. Correct. They'll kick us out. So we've decided to do this. We are going to take the money that we raised and we're going to host an incredible party here at the DC Improv. And we've answered your calls because everybody has said, look, why are you just going after Trump? You know, Hillary's a mess too. No problem. I mean, yeah. We said from the get-go I was going to create an anonymous email booth. So that way you could send emails from an anonymous server just like Hillary. Sammy has done that. We now have Hillary Clinton's email server. And I believe I've registered unsecure email Hillary at gmail.com. So you'll be able to send those emails. And then, of course, we're going to actually post them just like we would hers. Yep. That's what we do. Uh, There's going to be an Anthony Weiner impersonator. He's already confirmed. There'll be a man walking around with an erection in boxer shorts carrying a baby. He'll be here. The petting zoo has taken a little bit of a turn. Petting zoo. The only thing the improv said we can't do is the petting zoo. It's the live animals. So we're still doing a petting zoo, but I'm going to try to get some male models in here dressed like horses. Exactly. So we're going to have those. So that way, you know, you can still pet the 
animals. The porn star is coming with his uh, his group of women. Um, also, we're going to be having the wall. Uh-huh. Immigrants will be here. Everything will be the same. And now we're going to put on a comedy show. So we've got a great comedian lined up. We're working on some surprises. You and I are going to do a little bit of a podcast. It's going to be like a very mini podcast because we're going to have a lot going on that yeah. night. Um, so look, here's what we're doing. $15 at the door. If you made a donation, um, you're, you're, well, in. you're in anyway. Um, if you know you get a t-shirt or whatever with your donation, look, you're going to get all that VIP experience. So $15 at the door and the ticket link will be going up at DCImprov.com. But Tuesday, November 8th, party starts at 8. Um, and it's going to be quite an event. And hopefully we have some big surprises for you because mm-hmm. we're working on some other fun celebrities. So it's happening. And you know what? Screw you, Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy you're saying it. I'm just, I'm just glad you're saying it. Because I'm still a little bit nervous. I'm just a little bit nervous, Sarah, that if he does get elected, that you know that'll come back and I'll be sent um, away. Oh my God! Well, that's fine. We'll do the show in Tunisia. Um, I think it'd probably be Guantanamo, but sure, Tunisia would be a step <laughs> oh up for God. sure. Well, I'll be there from Guantanamo, and I will hold the microphone through the bars. How does that? Actually, you would love it. I know you would love this. <laughs> no, Sarah. I would not. Yes, you would. I would not. You would love it because you could sit there and tell everyone that you were the first female to ever podcast <laughs> from Guantanamo Bay. I would never do that. I would be so distraught. I would spend the rest of my life fighting to get you out and others, and that would be my call. No, you wouldn't. You would do a bunch of interviews on the Today Show. Do a bunch of interviews, you know, stuff like that. Get on Ellen. I have would. Oprah interview about it. Paused out some fake tears. But that would be that would be to raise awareness for you. Really? So yes, absolutely. Okay. How do you feel about this homeowner in Arlington, Virginia, who's got a really overgrown yard? Now she says that she's feeding the little critters, uh, but her neighbors have finally complained and want her to have to mow her lawn. But what's do you the- think this is feeding the critters, or do you think this is just like overgrown? That's fine. What's wrong with it's her? It's her property, isn't it? What do they care if she does not want to sit? Like, why do you have to? manufacture and cut your grass like grass is meant to grow and then it gets eaten by animals and it dies right that's what it does so like i don't understand like why people insist on cutting your lawns all the time and doing this like why well because my understanding is from reading this story that the the woman's vegetation so this woman if you've seen the pictures has like tons of overgrown shrubbery and all this stuff which she alleges are various um you know, plant species that feed like rabbits and small creatures. But uh, some neighbors are complaining, and possibly the town of Arlington or the county is saying, look, but you can also be harboring like ticks and other things that can be living there that can cause an issue. You don't believe that? You're outside. What the <laughs> fuck, guys? Okay, what do you, what do you mean you're harboring ticks? Like, it's a gr- it's a, it's a tree. So you're telling me that now I can sit there. So you randomly have a tick that jumps onto your property and is on your tree. Now I can sit there as the government and be like, well, you know, we're gonna have to take this tree down because it could be harboring. So ticks. why do you think people are doing? It? You think the neighbors They're have complained it? because they they just want everyone to look manufactured? They want to look same. everyone to look. This is Arlington, Sarah. Of course they do. Like, they want everyone to be the same there, I'm assuming. I don't know. See, I'm trying to be open-minded to this because I'm trying to think, well, would I be upset if this was my neighbor? Well, here's the thing. In D.C., this would not be an issue because they would not talk about it because there's way more shit going on that you don't have the county get involved in someone's grass. Well, here's what the county says, that they've adopted new legislation, and this is why they're asking the woman to mow her lawn effectively um, to stop public health hazards created by biting, stinging, and jumping insects and increased pollen litter um, and harborage for rodents and the vast number of predators that prey on them. So they're saying, look, her lawn is attracting rabbits and squirrels, and that brings then foxes and raccoons. Like It's just it's in the middle a of a neighborhood, Sarah. What fox is like, shit, man, no. We gotta go. All right, it's about four miles this way. Take a right on Gerard. Take a left on 16th, and we're there. And like, no one's doing that, Sarah. Like, no fox is doing that. I mean, what is this? Homeward bound? Like, no. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I find it hysterical though. This yard, when you see the picture, it's it's a riot. It's not that bad. It's you like, don't think it's a no. They're saying that it's up. Some of it's up to ten to twelve feet in growth. Well, guess what, guys? That is what Mother Nature does. It keeps on growing. That is crazy to me. You know, uh, if you were trying to prove your significant other, like a point that gambling or buying scratch tickets is a waste, do you think the one time that you did that would probably be the time that you won? 
Oh my, absolutely. With my shitty luck, the, I would sit there and I'd try to make a point and I'd go and I'd win like a thousand bucks. I mean, this is hysterical to me, but there's a woman, um, she wanted to prove to her husband that $1 scratch-off tickets were a complete waste. And of course, when she does it, she wins a million dollars. Glenda Blackwell is her name, 57 years old. That's fantastic. From North Carolina. She was rolling her eyes because she says that her husband's Quickie Mart addiction to Powerball tickets and scratch-offs were such a huge waste of money over the years. Well, hold on. In her defense, then, this is when her and her husband should quit. What? What do you mean? Yo, one. You're never going to win again. So, like, take the money and run? Yeah. At this point, you go, all right, you see, this is exactly what I was trying to say. You finally won. You're good. Let's go. Done. No more. Take that million dollars or the $500,000 or whatever it's going to be in, you know, and just walk away. Take it and run. Walk away. Well, here's what she says. She says that money was really, really tight in their household. So she took $10, which they needed for food, and she went out and bought a scratch ticket to prove the point to him. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, look, we really need this 10 bucks, but screw you. I'm going to take it and buy a scratch off, which is what you do every week. Anyway, the Carolina Million scratch off ticket, and she scratches it off, and then lo and behold, wins a million dollars. Isn't that amazing? Oh, what luck. Oh, God, that's such a shame, though. God, that is such great luck. Lucky her. Anyway, she says now that they're going to be able to pay off some of their grandkids' debts, uh, they're also going to send one grandchild to school. She says that it's a dream come true. That's awesome. Good for them. Have you seen the YouTube star... Do you have a clip of her, her videos? Oh, I do have a clip. Yeah, you want to Okay, hear it? so yeah, you, Eugenia Carina. Uh, sorry, Eugenia Coney is her name. I had never heard of it's her. It's Cooney, isn't it? Cooney. Yeah, I'm C-O-O? sure you're right. Yeah, yeah I, you know better than I do. Um, take a listen. She mostly blogs about fashion. It's just like this short black shirt right here. And then kind of on the sleeves, it's all cut out. So it's like totally cut out on the shoulder. And then you just kind of like put your arm through there. And then it just kind of like you put the rest of your arm like in a separate part of the shirt. Because I don't really see too many shirts with like the cut out by the shoulder and the arm and all that. So I thought it was like really cool and unique and stuff. Are so you sucked in? shirt right here. <laughs> Are you in? Are you going to subscribe? Sarah, I hate you for making me watch this. <laughs> Well, here's the really sad part and controversial part, and I want to know your thoughts on this. So, um, Eugenia is 21 years old. Mm-hmm. She allegedly weighs 60 pounds. Okay. And on this video, does she not look anorexic? I mean, she looks very, very, very skinny. Like, you can see her bones. It's so sad. There's now a change.org petition to get her taken off the internet. To shut down her YouTube page because a lot of people believe she's encouraging young women to have an eating disorder. Now, she's come out and said, I know people, you know, talk about my weight and they comment, but the reality is I have a health condition that forces me to be this tiny, and that's why. Well, yeah. I was going to say there are people with this condition. I've known people. What's the condition, though? Um, I saw a TED Talk with one lady that had it, and so, like, she was like... You know, um, hold so on. here's my question: Do you think she should be shut down? Because I actually kind of think she should. Which and the, and the argument is by people that are supporters is like if there was a morbidly obese person, if there was someone 200 pounds on YouTube that was a YouTuber, you would never be petitioning to have them shut down. We'd mm-hmm. be celebrating their weight. Well, here's so the thing: is I, I don't understand though how you can sit there and not celebrate this lady's weight then. Like, because she's not... Look, I know people that are just naturally really, really, really skinny. But this woman looks like she's got a major issue. But she has a medical issue. And so, if you're telling me that someone else with any sort of medical issue, that someone in a wheelchair can't sit there and do YouTube videos of them singing, like, they do that, and we think that's great. You're like, oh my gosh, look at them, they're doing this. Like, you can't... If you look at it, you can't embrace all bodies except for skinny ones. You know, and if that's what her body is... That's cool with me. I mean, it's, okay, but let's play devil's it's advocate. It's not my cup of tea, but you know, it's if that's how she is naturally, awesome. But let's say she does have an eating disorder, okay? If she does have an eating disorder, then that's a different thing. Okay, so then she should be shut down, right? You no, would- I don't think she'd be shut down for that. I think if anything, it should be brought to light, and you should let it go because it's her right to have it. Even though it, like it's your right to have an eating disorder, but at in what this point- country, it is your right. You know what I mean? And it's your right to sit there and to eat how you want or. Whatever, but you're but, a role model. You are doing these videos for 15-year-old girls, and there are girls commenting on her videos saying, I lost 17 pounds because I want to look like you. Like There are women emulating her. Do you think you have a responsibility? But that's the parents' fault. That's the parents' fault because the parents are raising these young girls to 
emulate YouTube stars. I don't think as parents to, are raising their kids to do that. I think a lot of times you sit there and you can definitely watch. I have some nieces of mine that are obsessed with you. Like, I know, like, I have some family members of mine. They're not my nieces, but they're, like, friends of the family, right? They're around, like, 13 years old. They're obsessed with these YouTube videos of hauls and whatever. And they're and I go, what the hell? And their mother goes, oh, well, you know, I don't know where they get it from. Like, I send them to good schools. We do, like, you know, art. We do other stuff. I can send them to, like, music classes and things like that. But then when their free time is, her mom's going shopping and I doing totally all this disagree. shopping stuff. And, of course, they watch their mother go shopping and, they like, always talk about her clothes and always talk about her makeup and this and this. The girls are emulating that. And then she wonders why they watch these YouTube videos of, you know, these skinny girls doing haul videos. When you're 15... I, a lot of things you are hiding from your parents. You are looking to fit in. You are looking to be pretty. All that crap matters when you're 15, okay? And I think th- this girl is very, very dangerous. When I was 15, if I had seen that, I would have totally felt like I was a loser until I achieved that. Because look at her. She's got millions of followers. She's getting stuff for free. She's being paid to promote all this stuff. And she weighs 60 pounds. But- I'm signing this. I think this could be like a wake-up call for this girl. Even, even if it's a health condition okay okay she needs help like her doctor needs to come on and go okay but this sometimes girl, she probably maybe she is you're actually a role model. but maybe she's she's not a role model first off i don't she like you you are a person that films videos of you barely speaking and um you know talking about the clothes you bought on youtube you're not a really a role model i i okay I could argue that both ways because I do think when you have fame, you do have some responsibility to your audience in some ways. But then at the same time, I love like a Rihanna who's like, screw it, I'm going to be whoever I, I want to be. But that's what they all are. Hold on. That's why you should not look. I think that the problem is you're talking. The, the, the term role model is used for the wrong things, okay? I honestly don't think that athletes should be role models. I don't consider actors or actresses to be role models. Who do you consider? You consider more like... I would consider if you really want to set up a role model for your child, it should be someone who has done something, you know, amazing, right? So to say that just the average professional basketball player is a role model, no. I would say the best basketball player, that's the role model. So like LeBron James, he is the one role model in the NBA, right? But everybody Stephen Curry, maybe. But when you're talking about an average Joe, when you talk about, oh, yeah, but he's a college basketball player. He's a role model. No, he's not. He's a college basketball player. He's just trying to get laid and get paid. Like, that's it. <laughs> you know? He's a college basketball player. So I, I would consider, like, doctors. I would consider, you know, people that sacrifice big things. Those are role models to me. Those are people I look up to. I like, know. Well, I like a lot of people in the community, too. Like, people that have just done, just overcome, like, like you know, whatever. Whether it's yeah. addiction or, you know, they came from nothing and built something great. Like, I Like, agree. it's the story that makes them a role model, right. not what they're doing. So, her story is shit. She's just some rich girl that just used her parents' money, now gets free clothes, and posts videos of it, right? Well, we don't know if she's rich or not, but she definitely well, looks like she's got an If you're disorder. sitting there and you can start making videos of the clothes you buy, Sarah, you're definitely not in the bottom, okay? True. All That's right. true. Let's just say. Well, I would love to know your opinion. Um, you know, you can follow us on social media. Sammy is on social media under Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. The S A M Y K, just one M. Mm. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Hey Frage, H E Y F R A S E, and then Hey Frage Show on Snapchat. Uh, let us know what you think because I, I really kind of want to sign it. I feel like this poor girl needs an intervention. Bad. Really. Yeah, because I feel like, uh, because when you see the image, it's so shocking. It's not a girl that's like, okay, you know, maybe it's borderline. Maybe this girl really, I mean, it is so shocking. I mean, when I saw it, I was like, this is clearly a medical condition. You did not. And you, the first thing you thought of was an eating disorder. No, I didn't. I'm telling you. With that skinny, Sarah, that's not natural. That's As much as you starve yourself, your body will never look that way. That is your body literally over-burning calories. Well, I'd be curious to see what people think. I, I, we'll put it up. Um, it, we'll post about it, too. But uh, you can Google her, Eugenia Cooney. Coney. Whatever. <laughs> Just type in skinny hall girl. That's terrible. Um, I want your advice. Yeah. Okay. So you know, you know, the struggle is real, my know, friends. On I the know. way to, the, as we become role models, on the way to achieving our dreams. You can be a role model. <laughs> I will. I will sit there and say, no, guys. I literally just talk for a living. I'm I don't kidding. do anything remar- or remarkable. I'm kidding. Um, but anyway. So, you know, money is tight, right? So, uh, you know, I thought I was going to get this full-time mm-hmm. job, and then it came down to the contract, and I couldn't give up freedom over money. So, when Dan and I were first living together, 
I was making like twice what Dan was making. So I was paying more in rent, okay? Yeah. Like I was paying $1,500. Dan was paying like the rest, right? Yeah. So now when the roles are reversed, I'm just wondering, can I renegotiate? And what do you think Dan should pay? Do you think Dan should have to pay all of it? Do you think I should just like pay like $400 a month now, $500? What do you think is mm, fair? I think here is the issue here, Sarah. What? And this is what I'm talking See, if I was in your position, right, and I was dating somebody and it was like I was living with them, I would look at it and I go, well, they're more likely to sit there and to accept the payment of more of the rent and to take on that huge haul if they 100% believe that we are going to be together forever. You know what I mean? If it's like oh, a small okay. investment, where as opposed to if it was like some other girlfriends I've had and I tried, you know, I lived with them, they'd be like, absolutely not. No, because they were planning on breaking up with me for the next three months, anyways. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think you've got to see where he stands, like on, you know, does he 100% think that. Because then it's going to be a no-brainer. Then he'll be like, yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. So it's an I investment. feel like, him out as to where he is with our relationship. Yeah. Like, if he's all in. If he's, like, all in, 100% all in, then, yeah, you should totally bring it up. Because he's going to look at it as an investment for his future. You know what I mean? Knowing, well, I invest now. Let her do the show. Once she's back on, boom, she's going to be making, you know, money, money, cash, money again. And so that's a good investment. Ah, okay. So you've got to make him feel comfortable that, hey... You're not just you're you're not gonna just gonna use him, but you're still gonna be there, you know. Okay. Should I preface this like with anything? Like I don't know. Should I do anything special? Probably a just... handy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's usually a good start. It's <laughs> not. I'm not gonna lead with that. I feel like this is an adult conversation. Like you know, and I've been saying to him, "Hey, we gotta we gotta." <laughs> you wouldn't know. Luckily, people can't hear what I just did. But I think they heard. No, they definitely saw on the camera. So. I, I'm trying to, you know, say to him, hey, babe, I, we got to, like, sit down and really, you know, spend some time on our budget. That's how I've sort of tried to bridge the gap. Oh, spend time on the budget. <laughs> That's why he's avoiding the conversation because he because he, he thinks that you're going to cut his budget. So if anything, what you should do. Oh, okay. You is, think that's why? I think that when you look at it, you're going to have to sit there and be like, all right, well, you're going to have to cover, like, a majority of the rent, but don't worry. Like, but it's you that's going to have to cut stuff off your budget. So, like, you're not going to be able to buy oh, new mine clothes. Mine is, like, bare bones. I haven't yeah. bought anything new. This so, is, like, all No, old but stuff. I'm saying, but, like, no new clothes. You're going to have to, you're the one that can't go out, you know. No worries. But you're going to have to, but you're going to have, but you're going to have to let him still be able to go out. You know what I mean? So, like, oh, if I was in this relationship with a girl like and that. she came to me and she was like, hey, you're going to have to pay rent. I was like, that's great. But I want to make sure that if I'm paying rent, that you've sacrificed everything. Like, so you're saying I, I got to release the leash. You got to release the leash and be like, "Hey, man, you can still like look at. I'm not cutting to your budget and your fun. So if you still want to go out and have drinks with the guys, that's still in the budget, babe. Like that's still there. If you want to go and you know your random snacks or your random lunches that you have, that's still in the budget. That's fine, right? Okay. I am the one that's cutting down. I will not be going out as much. I will not be doing this. And that is what you're offering towards the budget. For Dan taking over the rent. Got you know what it. I mean? So okay. you're going to have to cut off a lot more. But, like, if you're sitting there and you're like, oh, well, shit, I'm still going to go out. I'm still going to go have drinks, go party, do this all the time. And I'm paying the rent. I realize that that's money that you could be paying towards the rent. So, but let me ask you this. Like, now when I want to go out, do you think the secret to going out is just inviting Dan? And now it's inviting Dan. It? So now you're going to have to invite Dan everywhere okay. because that way it's like, well, hey, we're going out, babe. <laughs> you know, and he knows to pay then because it's like we're together. Okay. But when you go out alone, though, that's going to seem like, well, she, he's like, you know, in the back of, at least if me, I would say, oh, well, how come she's not using that money to pay for, you know, some sort of rent or something like that? Do you think I should even offer any more to go out to dinner? Like, like even bring it up? No, or, don't. There's, I can't even bring up going out to dinner? No, sir, I just would, if you're See, trying to get him to pay your rent, Sarah, you want to make it seem like it's going to be really easy for him. What am I supposed to suggest that we do? Sit around? I'm not, I can't watch Star Wars again. We had to watch it last night. I was like, oh, Well, Sarah, God. you're going to have to get used to it. You're going to have to buckle up, okay? <laughs> do you think I like sitting there watching Star Wars? But no, I've been watching Star Wars, too. Okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I know. See, I'm like having a hard time with this. See? So, uh, trust me. I understand. The struggle's real here, man. So, I can't. I've got to give up. Going out to dinner or suggesting it, unless he does. This mm-hmm. seems terrible. Sarah, because you're going to have to make sacrifices to match the sacrifice he's making that he's paying your rent. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Okay. It's, so it's it doesn't have to be the dinner. It could be, but you're going to have to make financial sacrifices that will seem equal. Granted, not be financially equal, but, you know, emotionally equal to him, you know, paying all that rent. Okay. I like that plan. That's I what I would do, do. I think that's good. 
No, I can do that. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Either that or you got three weeks to find yourself a sugar daddy. One of the two. So. Oh, I would love to do that, too. I'll take applicants. Dan is going to hate you. That is okay. He's going to hear this part, and he's going to be like, I am Stop. Not. i got to go pee. Oh, my God. Don't make me wet. I don't am. make me wet myself. Are you at that age yet? Have you started wearing those wedding pants? <laughs> I saw a commercial for them over the weekend. You know what I'm talking about? No. What are they called? Like discreets or something? Yeah, the discreet. Yeah, and they're no. underwear, but they're like a, a thin diaper just in case yeah, you're what is it? What are they actually called? Are they called discreets? No. Um, I don't remember what they're called. No, I'm not there yet, but I do really have to go pee. How much time do we have left? Sarah, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, can you pause? Can I go pee? No, I'm not going to pause the oh. middle. This, what is this? Is, this is an adult, okay, broadcast. Okay, you have five more minutes. Can you not go through five? One more story, Sarah, and then you can go tinkle. Well, do you have one story? I've got one, but do you have anything that you want to bring up on the show? I, I want to hear your story, just because I know it's going to make you pee harder. Um. Well, no, I was going to tell you this, that... Um, <sighs> Oh, stop. That's like really... I've got to take my headphones out. Um, are you surprised that swearing is no longer offensive at all? Like, of all ages. People are no longer offended by swear words. And the only thing that upsets people now is basically um, like any sort of like racial or derogatory term. And that's like it. You can say fuck, shit, cock, yeah. all that in front of me. I don't care. But the second you say like... The F word, the N word, or any sort of racial comment, that's when it gets weird. That's what they're saying. Now millennials are leading the pack. They're redefining social mores, and they say that essentially the way we speak, people could care less. You can now drop the F bomb in front of your boss. They do say some of the older generation, some people might have a problem with it, but in general, if your boss is a millennial and you're in there dropping the F bomb, the C bomb, it's like all fair. It game. doesn't matter. Nobody's offended anymore by swearing. In fact, it actually makes people like you more. People love a boss that swears because it makes you see more relatable. Uh, they I'm also offend- trust you more. I'm offended by people who say the word cussing. When they go, stop your cussing, I go, what fucking year is this? Like, <laughs> no. Who the hell cusses? I'm not cussing. Who's the last person that said stop I had a, your cussing? I had a security guard tell me to stop cussing. See, I do think you swear a lot. Like, yesterday when we were out shooting videos, I mean, you really let them fly. Oh, I let them rip. When I'm, like, talking. You're, like, so loud, too, about it. You're, like, back this, back that. And I thought, wow, no one. And What am I It's me speaking. I'm not going to sit there and not speak like an adult. I've spent 18 years of my life being told I couldn't say these particular words, right? And now you're now, just- I have the right to say them, and I know how to say them properly. You should get into mindfulness, because that's how I felt about food. You know, I spent my life telling I couldn't eat it, and then I ate a ton. And you got to find balance. You should get into mindfulness. Um, this is when I wish I had an audio clip of Phil Collins saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, um, so social media experts say essentially... Go and use it. Any word you want, except for something that's derogatory or racial or ethnic. They say that obviously people are shocked by that, and they don't like gender-related slurs. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Is gender a gender-related slur? Like, people don't like the word bitch or the C word. Yeah, I feel like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I would have thought the C word was fine. Like, okay. even like the song Smack My Bitch Up, people do not like that song at all. Great, thanks. So. I had to sing it yesterday. Great. I love it. I love that song. Yeah, okay, saying, awesome. People, that was on tape. I'm sure that won't come back to haunt me. I'm kidding. You're anyway. fine. Gosh. Anyway. Yeah. That's a story for another time. Okay. Do you just want to go pee, don't you? I, I do want to go pee. Our um, election night party is happening. The ticket link will be up later today, so be sure to be following us on social media under Hayfrage and the Sammy K. Manana. Mm-mm, bio Bye. tickets. Ciao.